Joined now by Vanderbilt baseball coach Tim Corbin. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? Good, Greg. John? Look, yeah, John, I'm up in Evansville at the OVC tournament. John's probably still asleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. And where are you? We're in the airport right now. We're heading out to uh, Minneapolis. Okay, I know for the uh, Cambria Classic. Just how did how did all of this come about? Just uh, you'll be up there Friday, Saturday, well, I, Sunday, yeah. and you're know, playing uh, uh, Nebraska Friday, Maryland Saturday, Minnesota Sunday. Yeah, uh, it's been a tournament that I think been in existence for the last six or seven years, and Minnesota's hosted it. It's the first time we're a part of it, so looking forward to it. It's at the Viking Stadium, U.S. Bank, so. They take that football stadium and convert it into a, a baseball field, and it's actually pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to getting in there with the guys. Great conditions, kind of like Dallas, where you know you're going to play. you got very good competition. As you mentioned, those three teams, they're all very strong. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to do a little baseball philosophy or, or thought about it with the Big Ten, and, and I really don't care if they're hamstrung or not. <laughs> But, but just being from where I live my old life in the southeast. But is the Big Ten, because of the schedule, when it starts, the season starts, what, that third weekend of February? And, you know, we've seen what Michigan did, obviously, uh, recently, and, and a few other schools over the years. Indiana had some moments as well. But is the Big Ten hamstrung because of the schedule? Because they think so. Well, you know, I – Someone said it the other day, and I forget who it was, but I think most of the country is really hamstrung by the weather at the beginning of the year. I mean, we might as well be Big Ten for all intents and purposes being in Nashville, and we've just been fortunate with the weather this year. But I think for the most part, um, you know, it just it, we get a late start on the season or get a late start in terms of getting outside for a lot of those schools, but. I think the one thing that the Big Ten has shown is they have very good players. And you take Eric Backage's Michigan team, and if you if you string together three, four good starting pitchers, then you certainly can take your team a long way. Tracy Smith did it a few years ago with Indiana. Um, and I just feel like there are always teams in that conference that have a way of finding themselves in the top ten and certainly top 20. Vanderbilt baseball coach Tim Corbin with us from the airport. So uh, we'll, we're getting the airport report this morning uh, from Tim. Enrique Bradfield, Jr., uh, the career stolen base record, 97th in, in Sunday's win over UCLA, and we're going to talk about that series. You've coached a lot of players mm-hmm. who are at the you know among the best, and we still see it happening mm-hmm. you know, throughout the league the, in, in the majors. Um, are you marveled at him coaching him sometimes? Yeah, uh, on se- you know several fronts. I think you know you mentioned the the base stealing piece of it, and I think when people think of Enrique, they think of that. But there's so much more to him. I don't. You and I can speak on a level where we remember the '70s player, we remember the late '60s player, and I think when you think of people that have that much range in the outfield. I mean, he made two plays on Saturday, Greg, that he covered so much ground to left center field and right center field. It's like when the ball was hit, you're thinking, okay, we just got to hold that runner at second base and I'll let him get to third. 
And next thing you know, he's standing underneath it and he catches it. And he's catching it on the run. But I've never seen a guy cover that much ground in the outfield before. And I think, you know, Lou Brock was a tremendous base dealer. He was a good offensive player. But I, you know, I, he wasn't the center fielder that Willie Mays was. And Mays covered a tremendous amount of ground. Now, I, I don't want to compare Enrique to Willie Mays, but when you think about guys that cover that much ground, I don't know how many players I've seen in my lifetime that cover as much space as that guy does in the outfield. And then he's got offensive skill, too. He's got good hand-eye coordination, puts the ball in play, and you know when he puts the ball in play, then it's always a track meet. So he's a very fascinating kid to watch. Yeah, human nature, we always want to draw comparisons to our, you know, experience or memories and everything. The Lou Brock yeah. one, man, made me think for a second that, wow, what a, because Lou, Lou had some pop to his bat, too. Uh, I, yeah. You know who, who I was thinking of, but maybe not as, I've, it was Mickey Rivers. How close am I on that one? Yeah, I like Rivers. I mean, I, I think that's a, a good comp. You know, Mickey was. He was a good defensive player as well. So I, I think that, that's a good comp. You know, Juan Pierre, I got to coach against Juan when he played at South Alabama. So, But um, Rivers may probably be more apropos to what we're talking about here. Really good speed players that make a difference in the game. Vanderbilt baseball coach Tim Corbin with us uh, up at uh, – we'll have all, th- all three of these games. Uh, uh, 10.45, the pregame with Nebraska on uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, Maryland, uh, 10.45, the pregame on Saturday, Minnesota. That game's not till 6 o'clock uh, Sunday night um, a- a- as well. Two out of three from UCLA. Just uh, uh, any time you can do that to a top 20 team, that's good. Just talk about the series overall, how you felt coming out of it. I uh, felt good to win, too, that's for sure. Uh, they're better than top 20. I think they're an Omaha team. That's just my opinion, but I feel strongly about that. Their front-line pitching, their relief pitching is different, and they execute at such a high level. It just makes it tough on your hitters. And I think what they did to us probably lingered into Tuesday as well. I, I think sometimes when you face teams like that that pitch and execute so well, they end up beating you sometimes on Tuesday, too, because you feel like, oh, my gosh, I've lost my swing when it really has nothing to do with your swing. It's just a matter of them executing so well. But John Savage, the coach, good friend of mine, he's just such a tremendous pitching coach and a good baseball coach in general. But I thought they had a big league catcher. They had a big league third baseman. Eric Carroll's his son, played third base. Shortstop was an outstanding player. They could really hit. They had a good approach. So the fact that we pitched as well as we did and shut them down, I think it says a lot about our pitching staff, and it just says a lot about how we play pretty good defense. You know, you it's it's pretty amazing. You know, got this weekend coming up, and then you got Loyola Marymount coming in uh, the following yeah. weekend, and then after that, it's uh, SEC time. <laughs> Man, how many calls do you get from teams that want to bring their uh, programs uh, to Nashville to play, or vice versa? You know, but they're wanting to come here and get that two, get that three game set. Yeah, I think more now. I mean, I think there's an appeal to come to to Nashville in general just because of the city. But I I think the one thing about coming to a place like Vanderbilt, you know, you're going to play, and because we got turf, and I, I think just the venue. Um, style of play. I do think people enjoy coming in. We've been very fortunate to attract teams from, you know, it's a rare case, really, Greg. you got two teams from California that are coming this way this year. 
UCLA and Loyola Marymount. Loyola Marymount did a good job against Oklahoma State last weekend. So our schedule is uh, it's firm, but it's um, very helpful to us, as you mentioned, going into SEC play. So I, I think uh, it's, it's benefited us to go on the road, but it's also benefited us and will continue to do so that we bring in two strong opponents to play here in Nashville. Are you set with uh, Carter Holton, Hunter Owen, and Devin Futrell? Is Futrell right? <laughs> it's always it for the time being, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're okay right now. Um, but those guys are, have done a nice job. They kept, kept everyone off the scoreboard this past weekend. They're very trustworthy kids. And I think you, you get to a point where it's rare when you can put three guys and say, okay, those, that's how we're going to line up. Uh, we didn't really know that at the beginning of the year. We had an idea, but those three kids are really reliable. And I, obviously what makes them unique is they're all left-handed. We didn't really plan for that, but that's where we are at this point right now. And they're pretty good pitchers. Is that ideal to throw three lefties in a row in a series? Yeah. Uh, what it does, I mean, it's it just kind of the way it lines up for us. And they're, probably our best volume guys and doesn't leave us too much left-handedness in the pen, but Ginther's really come on and pitch well for us. And we got to get JD Thompson some innings because he could be pretty effective too, but it just makes us lighten the pen with lefties. But listen, if you get five innings at the start of a game, you'll take that every day. Well, Tim, have a good trip up there. We appreciate all right, dining report. We can't you know, we've we've now we've created a monster with this, so we need a report. Last night we went to um uh where did we go? We didn't go to Midnight Oil. I'm trying to think where we went last night. Uh well this is hurtful. The, the, I mean I my, thought I would have a full report right away. Oh no. No, no, no. Brick. We went to Brick Tops. I'm sorry. Okay. That was easy. That was easy. <laughs> it was right close. So that's a that's a pretty good one now in terms of. I know they're a chain, but Brick Tops is pretty strong. No, good food, they, always consistent. Like service. People in Nashville, do you were you here? I, I mean, do you remember when it was Houston's? That that yes. restaurant. Yo, I was, was I was. Yeah, that was my first year here in Houston. Yeah. And it, it stayed two years and right across the street. I'll tell you what was good, too. Greg was the cooker. Yeah. The cooker was good, too. That was cooker. a good place, too. So There, and there were yeah, several Maggie of them. Yeah, Maggie and I can talk food now. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I can, I oh, can yeah. too. You know, I, I, I prefer eating it than talking about it. But anyway, hey, Tim, good, good luck up there. Good luck this weekend. Thank you, Tim. All right. Yeah, right. same to you. Thank you, Greg.